It's our anniversary. It is our two-year anniversary. <laughs> We've been together for two years now, and it's one of the most fulfilling relationships I've ever had. I'm grateful that you've invested the time to listen. I'm grateful that you return with your trust. I'm grateful I can share my heart and it's received with love. Thank you. With well over 100 plus episodes out, I wanted to celebrate this milestone with the Faith Walker community because without all of you engaging, there would be no space for the show to thrive in. With the help of Carlina Wig of Mini K Creations, we were able to pull off an impactful virtual event celebration called Resilience is My Superpower, where each guest received a physical copy of the Awaka My Stilettos gratitude journal. Together, we laughed, we cried, we connected, we reconnected. Here are some of the messages that I received as feedback. This was probably one of the best events I have ever attended. This event was truly a blessing. Congratulations, McKinney, on your podcast anniversary and for creating such a powerful community. Every speaker shared their stories of joy and resilience, and then Julie Black fired me up and then sang me to tears. The next one reads, this was truly an amazing event, McKinney. I don't know you, but I'm filled with so much joy and pride in my heart for you. Thank you for using your superpower to bring together so many amazing women. Another woman said, happy anniversary, queen. I truly had an amazing time with so much tears and laughter. The love is real and I am so grateful. Thank you, my dear mentor. You are phenomenal. One woman wrote, tonight's resilience is my superpower event was so inspirational. Thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to join from the U.S. Another testimonial says, what an amazing anniversary. I cried, I laughed, I shouted, and I was stirred up. Fire emoji. Those were just some of the testimonials that were posted on social media. And I know that you can't beat the live experience, but as my gift to you for walking with us on this journey, today's episode is filled with some of the highlights from the event. Vivian Kay, Jamisa Bennett, and Kim Fitzpatrick are sure to inspire you to walk in your greatness because you are resilient. We also launched the resilience merchandise that I personally designed, and it's now available on the site at walkinmystilettos.com. We've got anything from decor pillows, mugs, hoodies and tees, to laptop cases. I wanted you to surround yourself with reminders that you can do this challenging journey called life. Having my environment filled with affirmations and beautiful decorations that resilience is my superpower, I wanted you to have the same. Because resilience is your superpower, Faith Walker. You are resilient. You are an overcomer. You are a conqueror. If you haven't already, I would love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcast and rate the show. And after you've had a chance to listen, head over to social media and share what resonated with you. I would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to tag me so I can share it. Let's get into this heartfelt episode. I hope you brought some Kleenex. 
Bikini Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish books, produce podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Meet Vivian Kay. She's the founder and CEO of Kinky Curly Yaki, a premium textured hair extension brand for black women that she grew to over 1 million in annual revenue. As a business encouragement coach, Shopify expert, and proven trailblazer in her industry, Vivian's community loves her humble approach and how she keeps it real. Alongside her hosting duties on her IGTV show, Mind Your Business, Vivian has been featured in the Toronto Star, TED Talks, The Way We Work, Shopify's Expert Academy series, Privy's e-commerce marketing handbook, is the founding Shopify Compass instructor, and has been featured in publications such as Black Enterprise, Refinery21, and podcasts such as Shopify's Vanguard, The Dean Gregozzi Show, and she was one of our first few guests on the Awaken My Stilettos podcast. Vivian is bringing her big Viv energy to share her wisdom on resilience. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? Good. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. She is queen of authenticity. She is queen of tell it like it is. She is queen of what would Chad do? So I'll get her to explain that at some point. For those of you who are avid listeners of the podcast, every show I start by asking the guest what their name means. And Vivian is Latin for lively. So Vivian, lively Vivian, (laughs) can you share with us your story of resilience? Because your pain has birthed your purpose I could go through your entire story like off by heart. I know everything, but can you share with those of us who are on here today, your story of resilience, where you come from to where you are today? Yeah. So um, my official title is uh, Vivian Kay. I'm the founder and CEO of Kinky Curly Yaki. I am a business empowerment coach and a Shopify expert. And so how that all started was, you know, by building two businesses from the ground up. I built Kinky Curly Yaki, which is my seven-figure e-commerce business from zero to over a million dollars in annual revenue while, like, you know, as an immigrant, a college dropout, and a single mother. I'm not going to get too much into the single mother part because the result of that is right there. (laughs) And (laughs) so if you just hear me sort of, yeah, I totally forgot about that part. But if you hear me sort of alluding, just sort of assume, I make some assumptions. But basically, I was in the midst of creating this business. You know, not only was I I had a tough time getting funding for to create my business. And, uh, you know, and also I went through a, a terrible breakup. So, um, you know, so it made it really tough. I suffered from depression, 
you know, and, uh, but I was really, I was able to just sort of dig, dig into that mental reservoir of resilience and strength and just sort of power through it. And I always say, you know, what everyone says, well, you know, what, what got you through that time? And I said, I literally just minded my business and I minded my baby and that was it. I focused on growing those two things. And then, you know, I also used him as my why. So my son's name is Xavier and I say X is my why. Uh, so he's the reason why I powered through. But if there's one thing that I would like to say, and if you're a mother and you're on this and you're on this call with us, um, a lot of people say things like, oh, you know, you got to do it for the kids. You got to do it for the kids. I actually did the exact opposite because I was miserable while I was trying to do it for the kids. <laughs> so, um, and so once, <laughs> so um, when, when I realized that I had to put myself first, that, you know, to put myself first and to make myself happy, guess who's going to be happy as a result? That guy. So one huge piece of advice, mamas, do what makes you happy because if you're happy, they're happy. If you're miserable, they're miserable and you're going to take it out on them. So do what you need to do to make yourself happy and then continue to do the big Chad thing. So what would Chad do is basically an energy. It's a, it's a mood. It's a mindset that says, um, basically, Chad is a mediocre white dude doing all the big things that he has no business doing. And the only reason why he gets to do it is because he has the audacity. And we as women, we're always under quali- we're always under qualifying ourselves and questioning our qualifications and wondering, should we do this and what would so-and-so think? But you know who does it think about what other people think? Chad. Chad doesn't give two kicks what other people think. He is so proud of his mediocrity. It's not even funny. So you have to make, so the whole point of what would Chad do is to help you to to just uh, stop the self-limiting beliefs from taking over your life. So when you find yourself, say, applying for a job and you look at the qualifications and you only have four out of those five qualifications, apply for that job anyways. Because you know what? Chad would do it. Just think about what Chad would do. Anytime you come up, you buck up on a big decision that you need to make and you're not sure uh, ooh, what will so-and-so think, just think, what would a mediocre white dude do? What would a mediocre white dude do? <laughs> and do that. And trust me, what like McKinney said, resilience is a muscle. So you have to keep doing the things you wouldn't typically do. You have to keep doing the things that are, that are scary in order to build that resilience. So when you're wondering, when you see people who are just like calm and cool and collected at, you know, when their life starts to fall apart, it's because they built up that resilience and it's something that everyone can do. Mm. Mm. so you've you've like skipped over like a whole part of your story that I wanted you to touch on <laughs> well you can talk about it now I'll say uh-huh <laughs> because your your level of resilience to me you have built multiple million dollar businesses with no high school no with no post-secondary education Correct. you were at the beginning of building your second business, when you were going through that breakup, you have young ex there who was very young when you did all these things. So for all these women listening, sometimes we're going through a thing and we feel like we can't make movements towards our goals or we can't take that next step. But you didn't allow any of those things to hinder you. You pushed through regardless while you were going through all of those things. Absolutely. It was I, I felt like I, I not only owed it to him, but I owed it to myself. 
because I knew I was better than that. I knew, you know, I, I knew what was in store for me because what God puts into your heart, into your vision is something that is for you. And I saw it. No one else could see it but me. So I knew what I had to do to get to it. So I did whatever. So I did what I had to do. Yeah. You know, during the day I'd work and work and work. And then at night I'd cry and cry and cry. But you know what? what is, what's that saying? When, um, you know, the sun always, the sun always rises in the morning. It always does. Mm-hmm. Um, so you always have to keep that in mind. So you spoke to you crying a lot at night and we all see online, we see the big viv energy, you know, every room that you enter in lights up because of your high energy. But I also know that you're a very emotional person. And again, a lot of people who are on here listening could be completely in their feelings when they're going through something and allow their feelings to control them. So how do you manage that emotional mm. roller coaster? Especially I let in- myself ride that roller coaster sometimes, right? I'm, I'm a big believer in it's okay to not be okay because I feel like I know for a fact that when I pushed feelings away, they'll pop back up somewhere else. <laughs> right. So if I'm feeling a ways about this one thing, I could be just doing the most mundane thing and boom, there it is. It pops up. So I know I have to deal with it the first time that it pops up. So yeah, I'm not afraid to show emotion. I always talk about my thug tears. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I'm not afraid to show that it's, I'm not, I, I'm okay with not being okay. And I purposely show that in all, and you know, in my, in my, on my social media, especially because I want people to know yeah, you know, there's people who are making million, doing million dollar businesses and, and blah, blah, blah with their their Gucci and, and Louis Vuittons. But that doesn't mean they're, they're happy. That doesn't mean they're not going through stuff. They're just choosing. You have to remember what you're seeing online is a highlight reel. They're choosing to show that to you. I'm choosing, I don't show you everything, but I'm choosing, I'm choosing to show you the good and the bad because this ain't easy. Being, you know, sing, being a single mother is not easy. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. Being a black woman's not easy. Being a woman's not easy. Right. So I choose to just show all of it, the highs, lows, and every which way around. Yeah. All of that. So what do you feel is the driving force for you to overcome your adversity? Because like you just said, you allow the feelings and you just push through. What do you feel is your driving force to overcome those adversities? I have one life to live. I did not come here to be mediocre. Amen. Right? So that's a driving force for me to do the best that I can. And I know that, and and to also remember that other people are watching. So you, that's another thing everyone needs to remember. You don't have to be an influencer or have 100,000 followers to have influence. You just need to just, you just need to be authentic to yourself and you need to, um, to share what you're going through. You know, there's oversharing. I get that. You don't need to tell everyone when you're on your period. That's not necessary. But- <laughs> you know, but if you're if you're going through something that you feel would help another person, share that because you don't know. I, there are many times when I get DMs or you know comments or emails that say, "Vivian, that thing that you said the other day really helped me." I'm thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and sometimes you just think it's mundane. You just think it's a what? Is that okay? Cool, but it helps someone. Absolutely. Uh, so, Viv, I would love to know what have you learned. <laughs> about life. I want to say the past 12 months, because I feel like we've been in COVID for like a year. <laughs> basically, basically. Um, what have I learned in the past 12 months? Um, it turns out I like people a lot more than I thought I did. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, but what a year, like 2020 has just been like, you know, none of this was on my vision board. That's for sure. Um, I would say I learned that I am, well, I'm a, I'm a lot more resilient. Like, you know, there's, there's different types of resilience. Like there's, you know, your baby daddy left you resilient. And then there's, you know, you don't have a job resilience. There's all different levels of resilience. It's almost like I've upped my level of resilience. It's like, okay, I've been through a pandemic and I made it out the other side somehow. I learned that I, I, I love, because like, I had to pivot. So my business took a, a, took a bit of a hit because of the supply chain. And I, I pivoted into coaching, into helping other entrepreneurs get their businesses um, online as, as soon as or quick as possible. And um, it really showed me that um, I, I'm more of an expert than I think I am. Mm. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, just seeing now a lot of business, a lot of my, the people that I've coached are now going online with their business. One, like just before I jumped on here, I was in tears because the girl heard her first Shopify cha-ching. So if you, if you're on Shopify and you have a Shopify store, you have the app on your phone. When someone makes a purchase, you hear a cha-ching on your phone. And she heard the first one ever. And she was in tears because we've, she's been struggling, everyone's been struggling through this pandemic and she struggled to get this business up and she finally got it up and running and she just made her first sale. And that just, that alone just, like that's my superpower is to make you feel confident to do the big things in life. I love it, I love it. And I mean, you've overcome so many things. You know, we, we talk about you becoming a single mom when X was, young, you've built multiple businesses, you've overcome depression, you've overcome all these things. And then you have to pivot your business with COVID because you've overcome so much. Like what is your greatest fear right now? My greatest fear, honestly, it's probably not living to my, it's not living to my best, my, like my potential. Like, I feel like there's still, there's so much more I can do, but I'm limited by time and money. (laughs) Right. And so um, so I have to really focus on um, really making sure that if I'm giving my all, I'm giving my all. I'm, I'm using my full ass to do everything, right? right? So that's that's the that's that's my answer. Yeah, my potential. Yeah. What are you most grateful for right now? Oh, what am I most grateful for? Right now? Honestly, you know that saying, "Who job less, no man can curse." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just. I'm just grateful for everything. I just feel like I'm just so blessed. All right. So I want you to finish this sentence for me. Authenticity. Authenticity is? Mm-hmm. Finish that sentence. It's, it's, it's my superpower. I love it. <laughs> it's my superpower. It's my superpower. <laughs> All right. Does anyone have any questions for Viv? <laughs> bunch how do i balance motherhood and business without succumbing to mommy guilt first of all i don't really think there's any such thing as balance it's it's mostly priority so there's some things that take priority over other things right um so i would say you know sometimes motherhood and being a mom takes priority over that thing that i have to do and then sometimes the thing i have to do takes priority but i always make sure that you know, when you're juggling, because you're juggling all these things, right? I always make sure that that thing that I do, that I drop isn't glass. Because once you drop that thing that's glass, that's it, right? So I make sure, okay, if I'm going to drop that thing, it's rubber. It's going to, you know, it's going to be okay. So there's no such thing as juggling. And for mommy guilt, you know what? You're going to feel guilty either way. But you might as well do what's best for you. Because 
Otherwise, you're going to live a life of regret. You're going to, you know, one day the child's going to grow up and get old and leave you. And then you're going to be like, I wish I had done all the things that I wanted to do when the child was here. Right. right. And now you're saying you're too old. You don't have the time. You don't have the money. Well, you didn't have the time or the money or whatever. There's no perfect time. So you might as well do it. Preach, Viv. Preach. <laughs> uh, how do you keep peace with having multiple, multiple successful businesses? Again, priorities. There's some things that take pride. Like right now, Vivian K is mostly the priority um, only because of the supply chain. Right. And I honestly feel guilty because of the type of product that I sell. I don't feel like you know, I, it sounds terrible, but I don't feel like it's a priority right now. Like I want people to prioritize their health and keeping their family safe. Like, girl, I, I, I get it. You need a clip-ins, you need a wig, but do you really need it for a Zoom meeting? Like, do you really need it? Like, do you really, really? I'm sure you could just use that old wig that you have over there. Just use that because nobody knows any better. <laughs> Pull out the old wig. No, I have one. There's one person I would see. She's always wearing a wig in her bonnet and nobody knows any better. Yeah. Right. But that's okay. I'm dropping zoom wigs soon. So I'm going to do a zoom wig where it's just like a half wig with a, with a band right here. So you don't even know it's a wig, right? Yeah. It's, it's just giving me time. It's giving me time to rethink my business and, you know, reprioritize some things and, and make it happen. What advice would you give for how to show up as yourself, but you struggle with confidence? Mm. Confidence is also a muscle. So it's just a matter of showing up as you are every day. You do not have to show up like me. You don't have to show up like McKinney. You show up as you. The people who are drawn to you, like energy attracts like energy. So you're going to attract people. But if you find yourself, if you find people that are like, oh, they're haters and haters and haters. You're a hater. That's why you're attracting haters. So the way you build confidence is just by doing. Just do it. Just start. Anything. Doesn't matter, just as long as you're going outside your comfort zone and 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 really, you know, training to do your best, that's how you build confidence. It's a muscle. The, the more you do the things, you take those steps and do the things, you'll exactly. feel your your confidence and it will build your confidence. You know, one of the quickest ways to one of the quickest ways to build your confidence is to help people. Amen. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, you know, oh, you know, oh, I'm helping something. I'm helping someone and I expect something in return. No, you help someone for the sake of helping someone because you want to help someone get a leg up or whatever the case may be. That's the quickest way to build confidence because guess what? Those people are going to be grateful. Even if they aren't grateful, you know, you did a thing that made you more confident to do it again and do it again and do it again. And next thing you know, you're doing it like you're breathing. And that's why people are like, well, how do you get so confident? It says, I do what I do with, with a full heart. And it just comes out naturally at that point. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me, Kini. And congratulations for, you know, doing 105 episodes. I hope to be like you when I grow up. Um, Congrats on your new podcast. Yes, I will have, I'm hosting a new podcast with the Founders Fund. Uh, it launches on October 20th. So if you want to hear more of my cackling and more of my, uh, you know, keeping it real with Viv, that's, that's where you'll find me. So, and then you'll find me on Instagram at it's Vivian K. Um, I'm a joy to follow on the Instagrams. <laughs> I love your mug. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys can all grab your resilience is my superpower mug now available on the site. <laughs> Next up, meet Jamisa McIver Bennett. She's a wife, a mom, 
and CEO of Rosebuds Investments. She is currently the deed holder to over 20 properties in which she's purchased with no mortgages. She began as a novice investor and is mastering the industry at just 27 years old as a new multimillionaire. To date, she's helped thousands of others to purchase properties, and she was welcomed into Forbes of the Culture, a community of underrepresented 30 under 30 list members. Like I said before, when I start the show on the podcast, I ask all the guests the meaning of their name, because I believe that the meaning of your name declares who you are. So every time someone says your name, they're declaring that meaning. So Jamisa means achiever and peacemaker. Miss Jamisa, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us. No problem. It is always a pleasure. Um, I was super excited. That was a hard act to follow. Like I was over here, you know, a spoken word and you like snapping your fingers because I heavily agree with like everything that she said, like, like, like so much of it. Um, so I was really excited. Thank you for agreeing to come on and to share with all the ladies here. You know, we know that your pain has also birthed your purpose. So can you share your story of resilience with us? My story of resilience began before I even knew what resilience actually is. So my whole life, um, I was preparing for everything that I'm doing now. And I just didn't know. I've always been one to overcome adversity, to adapt, to change, to just kind of keep pushing. So in my sense, when I got my very first property, even stepping up to get the very first property, that was a form of resilience because I didn't want to do it. I did it kicking and screaming. My grandma was like, here, listen, somebody had to do it. I want you to be that somebody I'm like, I am really young. I have no idea what's going on around me. I have no idea what real estate actually means. None of those things. Um, but I didn't let that deter me from agreeing to do it. So I said, okay, grandma, listen, I'll, I'll take care of the property. And I went in just with the confidence that she would be around a lot longer than she actually was after I made that agreement. And then my grandmother actually passed away, I want to say maybe like a year after I signed my name on a dotted line. So at that point, I had to accept a series of challenges. There was a lot of things that, you know, popped up in that journey that presented was some presumed to be impossible. Because first of all, at that time, I was a mom already. I had one child. I was much younger than I am now. And at this time, I had to be about 20 or 21. I was pregnant with my second child. And I was a cashier, so I had a job, okay? Like, I was supposed to be at work the next day. <laughs> and I still didn't let any of those things stop me from making a conscious decision to move forward. And I think before the millions, before the portfolio, before all of the things that I have now, it just was a conscious decision that I've always held on to. And that decision is just to move forward. I think sometimes as women, we get ourselves in a lot of situations and we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know where we're going to go. We don't, we don't know what we're supposed to do because it's not like this life thing comes with a manual. However, like you said, we are faith walkers. We got to have faith when it really counts, not when things look good. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, I trust that this outfit is going to be cute because it's the summertime. I'm going to look damn good in this dress. 
you gotta say, okay, even though it's snowing, I know it's gonna be okay because the sun is gonna come out at another time. We have to hold on to that, just that moving forward because everything that we are and everything that we do is bigger than us. Like, I don't have a why, I have a why not. It's like, mm. you think about how big the world is. When you think about all that is at our fingertips, all of the things that we can stand to accomplish and gain, why would you settle for mediocrity? Like she said, what would Chad do? And I'm like, right. what the hell with Chad? I'm going to do what Chad wouldn't do because I'm not here to settle. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. God has us all here for a specific mission and a specific purpose. However, if we are afraid and we're in these tiny little boxes, we're never going to get what's for us. Right? So now you're going to spend the whole time just wasting away. You're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. Everything that we go through is designed to get us to the next level. And it's never for us. I always say, hey, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So that yeah. you can share that information to somebody else. Yeah. Right? I didn't yep. have a hard time for me to just have a hard time and just be great afterwards. Like, hey, I'm rich. That's it. I'm done. No. I now have the ability to reach back and say, ah, ah wait a second. Before you do this, you might want to consider doing this instead. Or, hey, look, I just stepped in that poop. Walk around it. Girl, them shoes expensive. You don't want to mess them up. Like, I can do that. And if everybody did that collectively, the world would be a much better place. But I feel like we're all afraid and we got that fear. And that's okay. Amen. It's, okay. it's okay to be afraid because you don't know what you're doing. I don't, I still, I'm not going to lie. $5 million later, 23 properties later, I still don't know what I'm doing. But I'm doing it. Right. And I'm doing a very good job at it. I have four children. I have a husband. And I'm creating balance. And let me tell you something. Even with that. There's no such thing. I'm, I'm driving. You know why? Because I left my house. First of all, I invest two hours away from where I live. I had to leave my house to go check on the investment property that's being done the second time because the first contractor ripped me off. I expected to be home at a certain time. I was going to be right uh, at, in the office in front of the little backdrop. I was ready. You know, McKinney, <laughs> you've seen the office. Okay, now I'm driving right now. But guess what? Why not? Why not? Why not do the event while you're driving? It got to get done, right? Right. You know? So yes. I don't let things deter me. I, I'm going to do it. Y'all need the message. Doesn't matter if I did it here or from the moon. No. Y'all hear what I'm saying. I see the head nod. Y'all loving it. So I had to do it from the car. And that's the thing. Don't let a person make you feel like you have to choose. Don't let yourself trick you into thinking you got to pick. Okay, I have to be successful. Or I have to be married. Or I have to be a mom. Or I have to be a wife. No, you have to choose you. Much like she said, don't do it for anybody else. Oh, please, they tell you to put the mask on yourself first because what will happen is you'll take care of everything around you and be completely burned and drained out. It, it'll just be over for you. But if you really start focusing on one thing, just water yourself in, in different ways every day, whether it be meditation, a nice song that you like, a bubble bath that you like, and give yourself the power to think, that's when God can speak to you and that's when you can hear him. Not always moving off of desperation or, oh, I got to do what I got to do. No, you never actually have to do anything. This is all designed anyway. If you ever just like paid attention to life, it's like we plan something to the T, especially women. Oh, yeah, we want to wash up, do this, cook dinner, blah, blah, blah. It never, ever happens exactly how you plan it, ever. It is impossible to create a specific schedule and do it. I don't care if you say I'm going to wake up at 6. The alarm went off at 6. I bet you you got off the bed at 6 or 1, though. I bet you it didn't go exactly how you planned because it's not for you. To map out your life is for you to live and it's for you to experience and to go through it. That's what it's for. And I think that we do ourselves a complete injustice. I'm not going to lie. I'm coming from a hypocritical standpoint right now. Sometimes I do it. But I'm at a point in my life where I notice it and I'm able to check myself. 
you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror like, uh uh-uh, you know better. Because we always know better, okay? We ignore the intuition. We ignore the gut feelings. And then we'll be somewhere in the corner crying. It's like, why did we let this happen? I don't know. Why did we? Right? And don't let it happen again. And that's just all a part of resilience. I remember I got this stupid tattoo on my arm. I named him Cody. He doesn't have feet. He looks like the Twitter bird. But um, it was supposed to be a hummingbird. It was my first tattoo. I was fresh out of high school going to college. And I wanted a tattoo that had a meaning. So a hummingbird meant overcoming adversity and remaining humble. Now, this is as I'm leaving high school, going to college to be what I thought was going to be a clinical child psychologist, okay? I was going to overcome adversity because it was a brand new place and I was going to remain humble. I had nothing to be humble for at the time. Like, I mean, I was always grateful and blessed, but I, I had no idea that this was coming my way. But deep down, I was always true to myself. Now, Cody has a whole new meaning. I actually have to add feet to him and give him some pretty flowers around it. Um, because now my adversity is different. My adversity is a check with multiple commas and zeros. My adversity is taking a first time home buyer who thought that she needed credit or she needed a lot of cash and I'm helping her get a house for her family. My adversity is sitting at the table with older men, sometimes white, that feel like I don't belong. My adversity is purchasing a Tesla X in cash, my dream car, by the way, that was on my vision board for three years and pulling up to service centers and they looking at me like, who car is that? Literally, I got pulled over and a cop asked me for that. That's what I'm that's what I'm remaining humble and overcoming right now. So my demons at this level is very different than they were when I first started. And I say all of that just to say, don't monitor your first step. Kind of focus on what you're doing right now. Don't always try to plan ahead and think that, oh, it has to be like this. It has to look like this. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to always be fun. But in the end, it's going to always be worth it. You got to stick it out. You got to like, this world is so big and it has so much to offer. You just have to tell yourself that you are worthy. It's, mm-hmm. It takes so much to just go through bad times. And it's so hard. It drains you emotionally, mentally, physically, sometimes financially. If you have the power to go through all of that, do you know how strong you really are? If you know how capable you really are, you probably don't. You're too busy going through the motion. Sit back and watch yourself, like, just, just record yourself one day. And watch what you did in the course of 24 hours. And you're going to be like, damn, not all superhero wear capes. And if you can do the hard stuff, the other stuff is easy. Like, that's Jimmy, the part. You, you just did what you do every time we talk. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. My, <laughs> my point is, I have all these questions that I want to ask you. And you start talking. And you in order, answer all of my questions that I wanted to ask you. Thank you. Like, we are aligned. You you just ministered to all of us right now. I didn't even have to say nothing. Thank you. You you did what you do best. <laughs> you know I love you. And you know, like, we make magic. I said that we were magical from, like, day, even how we met, guys. Let me talk about the resilience, because McKinney didn't tell you how I stalked her. She tried to deny my love, okay? I, did, I don't do PR. Now, my story is an amazing story. It made, like, Forbes, Yahoo Fight, all of that stuff. But I do not do PR for the specific fact that I mean what I say, and it comes from my heart. I can't script it. I can't quote it. You can't give me something to follow. I don't like that. I want to give it to you real. So I emailed her personally. I didn't even know if she would get the email. I DM'd her about three or four times. I, like, stalked her briefly. And um, she usually doesn't, you know, t- first of all, she was booked, like, six months out. I said, I didn't care. Whenever we get to talk, it's going to be great. I'll wait, right? 
And then one day we just had a brief conversation. It was like magical, but I knew I was true to myself. I knew that I belonged on that podcast. At this time, I was building, trying to get my story out there, but I didn't choose just any platform. You know, because you could pay somebody to air you. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do it the right way. And from the very first time we spoke, we clicked instantly. It was like a light bulb. And here we are a year later. Girl, I got goosebumps right now. (laughs) I want you to answer this question. Resilience is. Finish that sentence. Resilience is taking one step forward. Just one foot off the ground. That's all resilience is. Before you know it, you look back and you completed the race. It's just one step off the ground. Amen. Thank you so much, Jamisa. Well, thank you guys. I'm so glad that you're all here. Just taking the time to invest in yourself. This is a really peaceful type of thing. Sometimes we need to hear it and water each other. So I'm glad that I could do that for you all. Amen. Amen. You're welcome. I love you. All right. Thank you so much, Jamisa. (laughs) You guys, please go and make sure you follow Jamisa. Show her some love on social media. She is young, but she is the most knowledgeable 27-year-old I have ever encountered in my entire life. She will not only take you to church, she will take you to college, okay? (laughs) I know. She's wonderful. I'm so grateful to be here. And I'm not just saying it because I'm her mom. Like, I'm completely... Hey, mom. I was about to say, I know that voice. That's my mom. (laughs) I'm completely blown away. Thanks, daughter. You inspired me. I love you, mom. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. See, I'm going to try not to cry right now. Um, up next, we have Kim Fitzpatrick. You can unmute yourself, darling. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Kim. Oh, my God. Follow those two. I was like, I'm just, I'm just here for the, I'm just here for the, 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 the I can't. They're just keep going. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I chose all of you women specifically because you all inspire me so damn much. I don't even have enough words to say how much you do. And when I first, funny enough, I've been following you on on social media for like a long time. And then we went to Marina's launch event and you spoke there and I was like, okay. And then we connected. um, I can't remember how we ended up connecting after that. But when I reached out for you to be on the podcast, I thought, Okay, I have no idea what to expect. And our conversation, uh, I cried most of it. Uh, I was definitely, I had to mute myself because I had so many moments where not only did I resonate completely with your story, but you touched me so deeply. You've experienced so many things. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you. Because not only have you touched me from that conversation, but everything that you have done up until right this second at 7.51 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you have helped pour into me. And I, so here I go. Whew, okay, no crying. No crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. I'm like, I can't. My lashes are going to fall out in about one second. Like, uh, okay, I don't know if this lash glue was good enough. Okay. If you guys have not had a chance to listen to Kim's episode of the podcast, she has an amazing story from start to finish. Her life is a blessing. And even after I had her on the podcast, Kim blessed me by allowing me to speak to her community. And the, and I'm going to say this speaks to your leadership because the love that I received from your community, you guys crashed my site that day because everybody went to go buy the gratitude journal. I have, I think, 
within 24 hours, like I think it was two or 300 of your community came over and followed me on Instagram. They have continued to show love. One of them uh, hired me as her coach. She's on here today. Like you are the true definition. You know, people talk about, especially with the racial pandemic, when everything started about allies and stuff like that, like you walk the walk, you talk the talk, your actions, you love so deeply. And I feel it every day, not only just within your stories, but just who you are as a human being. And like I said, your, your community speaks to your leadership. And in terms of names, you know, I ask everyone on the podcast, what does your name mean? And your name means chief and ruler. <laughs> so I want you to walk in that every single day, because every time someone says your name, they are declaring that you are chief and you are a ruler. Wow. I don't ever believe you when you say that, you know, and it's like, <laughs> cause I think that speaks to part of my story of what you believe, right. Mm-hmm. And what you believe in your life. And so I just, I receive that like humbly as a, as like a bit of a reminder, right. To just don't let your, don't let your doubts cloud your potential, you know? So I, I receive that it's, it will never be lost on me. When someone says that, it's more just received from such a, a place of humility and to keep going. Amen. Amen. So just like Viv and Jamisa, your pain has also birthed your purpose. So can you share with us your story of resilience? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to keep this tight. So I know we are on a time limit, but I will say my story actually started before I was even born. My whole existence is from a sacrifice and a loss of a brilliant, brilliant, awesome person um, who I never had the opportunity to meet. So when I was in utero, my mom's utero, her name was Carol, her cancer came back. She was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. She fought through it. Um, She went on to have uh, another baby girl. So there were two and then got pregnant for me. And in that uh, time, she also was told that her cancer had come back and that she would have to make a choice. And whether to have cancer or chemo and abort the baby or to keep me, uh, she obviously didn't know it was me, but maybe she did. Um, and my parents decided to choose me. And my mom didn't come out of the hospital after she gave birth to me and she passed. We lost her 11 months later. And my dad, you know, never has never got over that ever. Um, he remarried and they did the very best they could, but it, it was hard. It was a life where I spent a lot of time in grief and, you know, trying to figure out what this looked like. And, you know, my mom, unfortunately, you know, we, my stepmom was chasing a ghost of this amazing human. And I feel for her. I have compassion for her now, which I'm thankful for. Um, but growing up was hard. And it was, it, was a, it was a very hard life to be, you know, told you're not good enough and to be told you're all too much and to be silenced and stuffed and small. And, you know, there are a lot of things that happened for me. Um, but what I will say is through that, I'm thankful because I'm so freaking resilient. And I, I, I worked my ass off. I worked multiple jobs from the age of 13. Like I, I just knew I wasn't just going to be this other statistic, even though I was told you're not smart enough to go to university. So I went to college and got three diplomas in five years. Like I just was like, like, (laughs) whatever, like, yes, I am smart, you know? And, and I went on to get my degree and all these things. And, and I became this like 
professional development junkie because, you know, and for a long time, I lived in such a victim state. And I was holding on to victim and victim and victim until I snatched my power back, you know, and that happened in a round when my babies came along and they healed me. They healed that I wasn't this broken woman. I was actually this phenomenal gift. And I started to put the pieces back together. And I'm so thankful I did because, you know, not only that happened for me where I came from a house of not enough, not a lot of love. And I had to realize that love was inside of me. But what happened when I started to realize I was strong enough and I was okay and I was good and I was doing this and I was capable you know, I met the, the love of my life and we birthed two beautiful businesses and guys, the whole world almost got ripped out from underneath me a year ago this month. But it started two years ago when my husband said to me, he's dealt with chronic pain his whole life. And he said, you know, I don't know that I can go on much longer like this. And that was two years ago yesterday. Wow. And I didn't tell anyone that wow. But for a year. I walked through the heaviest heaviness you could feel trying to keep it all together, building businesses, raising babies and being a positive light and keeping your husband here. And, um, ironically enough, my husband suffered a cardiac arrest on October 27th. My daughter found him unresponsive and I was able to give him CPR for eight minutes and he's here and he's alive and he is in the 1% statistic of no brain damage and he's here and his head pain is better and his depression is gone. And it was two years of a heart blockage that was messing with everything. And we just walked through it. You know, we, we, we stayed strong and our love is stronger than ever before because gosh, like if we can walk through that and walk like you know, just there's so many other layers and I know we can all relate to the experiences that we have in our lives. It's like, bring it. Like when you're, the devil's going to whisper, it's coming. No, we are the storm. We're in the eye of it and we can handle it. And it's like whispering back, bring it on because, and that's not out of ego. That's just out of this knowing that we have. And I just knew that in that eight minutes of of giving CPR to my husband that people don't do. I just had this, I just could do it. It's like you will lift a truck if a car is on your babies, like you just do the things. So what if we just bring that energy in everything we do? Like your life depended on it. Literally my life depended, my future depended, my kids depended, everything depended on that minute of giving everything I had, even if the outcome wasn't that. So that's kind of what I think about resilience and what I've kind of walked through that I thought about tonight for you guys. And it's been a hell of a year. And then we had a pandemic, like what is happening? Like, (laughs) so I happens in threes, right? Are we free for the next years? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you on so many levels. Um, Thanks for messing up my mascara. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you lost your mom as a child. You almost lost your husband. How has that changed how you view life? I made a promise. Okay. I made a pact with God on October 27th that I would never take this life for granted. I would stop doubting myself. 
I wouldn't complain. I would never judge. And I would be the most servant leader that I could be. And our marriage is stronger. My parent differently. I show up differently. I have a different level of forgiveness now because I had to get over my bullshit. And what we think is hard in our life, it's not hard. It's just preparing you for what's coming. And that's what I think. I am so grateful. I have never been more grateful than I've ever been in my life for every single thing that has happened for me. And I just feel blessed. You know, I feel so blessed. And I just feel like it's a second chance. We both got a second chance at this life. And I'm not going to waste it. Actually, it's my, it's truly like a third chance for me because my first chance was my mom and I almost screwed that up, but I have her legacy to live as well as mine. My second chance was my husband and I will never, ever mess it up now. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay. Last question. I want you to finish the sentence. Vulnerability is vulnerability is a hundred percent your superpower and it's your truth. It's your truth. And the more you can show up in vulnerability and raw and real, the more relatable you'll be. And the more relatable you'll be, the more change you will make. And that's where your impact lives. Kim, I, I have little words. I know we're all in tears. Everybody's like, I didn't know I needed tissue. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Um, I want you all to go and follow Kim on Instagram, show her some love. She is the most loving person ever. Uh, thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, McKinney. You are such a gift. And I just, I love your work and I love your grace. And I stalk you just as much as you stalk <laughs> me. So <laughs> thank you for being you. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> okay. You were warned that this was going to be a heartfelt episode. I hope, (laughs) I hope you didn't mess up your mascara or your lashes. I hope that you were not driving while listening to this episode. I probably should have put a trigger warning. I apologize, but I hope that you've received this episode with love. I want to thank all of you faith walkers out there. Until next time, subscribe on all platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. I would love if you could go to social media and post what resonated with you most about this episode. Post what you've learned from this episode or how these women have inspired you. And don't forget to tag us so we can share. If you'd like to join the community of Faith Walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter, you can do so at awalkinmystilettos.com and be sure to grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And today's challenge, I know there are at least five people that you can think of that would receive value from this show. Five women that need to hear these words of encouragement. Five women that need to be reminded that resilience is their superpower, that vulnerability is their superpower, that authenticity is their superpower. Until next time, continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.